everyone, my name is Sarosh and you are listening to the Dear Body Podcast. Before we begin, please do not forget to follow me for weekly episodes on our bodies because this is your safe space. In 2021, Harnas Sindhu from Punjab, India was crowned Miss Universe. The last woman from India to earn that title was in 2000 when Indian actor Lara Dutta was crowned Miss Universe and before that Sushmita Sen in 1994 making her the first Indian to earn that title. She also went on to become an actor. Now at the Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Miss Universe Hanas utilized her rising popularity to talk about menstrual equity. Now her mother being a gynecologist imparted this knowledge to her daughter how women's health is so important. Now, this step Hanas took was not just limited to the culture, considering a woman's period or menstrual health in India, but it was a global effort. At, the, at that time, she noticed after visiting the Philippines, Indonesia, Vietnam and South Africa, how women's health was neglected. She also talked about installing a pad machine for local women to not only make women earn their livelihood, the staple importance of women supporting each other in breaking taboos was something she also focused upon. Now, they also proceeded to talk about how she was bullied online for gaining weight after the competition. Now, this raises a number of questions. Does the competition equalize women's body weight with her beauty? Is there a stereotypical bodily appearance attached with the contestants? Is the competition focusing on impacting lives globally through the steps the contestants take or did the competition in fact emerge to objectify women? Now with over 1 billion views, the Miss Universe beauty pageant is watched globally in over 170 countries on its coronation night. If we're going back in time, this pageant started in 1952 in California. Now initially it received a lot of criticism, might I add from advocates and feminist groups who rightfully pointed out that this competition seems to commodify women and at the same time was promoting Eurocentric standards of beauty with unrealistic expectations attached to a woman's body. But the competition does take place annually and it attracts and generates up to 80 representatives from around the world. Now, when I googled the Miss Universe official page to read about their rules and regulations or requirements of entering a pageant, I actually came across something more appealing, and that was the Miss Universe organization. Now, its purpose is to allow women globally to pursue their professional and personal goals, their dreams in life, whether it's with respect to their local community or not. This is means to not only personally challenge themselves, but also transform these societal conditions by picking any social economic issue at hand. Miss Universe is run by a private organization, Endeavor, and this is a group of international media entertainment med- and company. Now, from 1998 to tw- 2014, Donald Trump remained its owner before he decided to run for president. 
a rather tro troublesome reality if I may add. How this works is that when you enter and you get the title of the of Miss Universe, you gain popularity because now a huge audience is looking at you, has watched you online and now you can use this newfound fame to change lives of so many communities or spaces that are affected by something gravely. Now take for the for example we have the former title holder from Philippines Venus Raj. Now before entering the competition Raj had a tough financial situation. She was living with four older sisters. She was raised by a single mother who was a dressmaker. She was the fourth runner-up in the 2010 competition and when she was asked about a major mistake she has made in her life she responded that she had never made any and her response was major major which scored the highest rating. Now this ultimately increased her popularity and she was able to transform her life as a result. Now there is no criteria when it comes to participating or playing your part for the Miss Universe organization. So the project is rather inclusive. It's encouraging diversity in terms of class, race, language, nationality, age. It's not just looking at gender and sexuality. There are other factors to be considered too, which makes up a woman's identity or her womanhood. And the purpose is to also highlight how these very factors, be it nationality or age, can actually become a tool of oppression for making them ultimately a vulnerable gender. It is true that there are still certain pre-established standards arranged by local franchises behind organizing national pageants to appoint someone or to represent someone. At the same time, it's a female-centered opportunity to compete and fight for yourself. Now, when it came to Miss Universe 2018, Miss Vietnam from an ethnic minority group in the Central Highlands was to be a part of this arranged marriage at the age of 14. But she refused this decision to be wedded off. She took up odd jobs to make money, to get an education. And when she reached the semi-finals, she was very vocal about funding for education for girls, particularly belonging to the ethnic minority groups in developing countries. Even when she did not win, her goal created a huge impact and she became an ambassador for a global non-profit uh, which was titled Room to Read, which basically focuses on girls' education. Now, there still exists an inequality when it comes to education. Girls are more likely to drop out of secondary school, being married off young. While we are on the topic of this dark side, uh, or we could say the diversity even at the same time, we must look into women who are more like us, Muslim women. Although there are many prominent examples, including women competing at different levels, there are four big league pageants operating at international level for women. We have Miss World, Miss Universe, Miss International and Miss Earth. Now Miss World is the oldest that was created in the UK. 
Miss Universe is an annual pageant which is run by Miss Universe organization that we talked about earlier. Now Miss International is a Tokyo based beauty pageant and Miss Earth as the name suggests it was created to generate environmental awareness and it was first held in 2001. Now I would like to talk first about Khatija Umar. She was born to she is born to Somalian parents became the first ever hijabi contestant competing for Miss World. She was also given the title of Miss World Somalia in 2021 born in a Kenyan refugee camp and then moving to Canada in 2010. She enrolled herself in the York University in Toronto. Now by wearing a hijab on such a huge platform it meant representing a lot of young black girls who could build their confidence after looking at Khatija on screen, she even expanded her makeup brand, sharing her story behind lack of inclusivity when it comes to shades, representing every skin tone. Her psychology trick degree played a big role in voicing the stigma behind therapy in many Muslim households growing up. Now, using this platform, Khatija was bringing into discussion a number of taboo subjects that needed to be talked about, that emerged from what she personally faced growing up. Now, she wished to utilize her position as a contestant of Miss World to deal with sensitive issues. Now, this platform led to creating the Beauty with a Purpose campaign that was designed to basically address climate issues in Somalia. She even went to camps herself and where she grew up, that is in Kenya, ultimately saving more than 12,000 Somali refugees who were affected by a severe drought. Then uh, we have Farhia Ali, a business accounts manager who wore a headscarf and she entered the Miss Universe competition in Great Britain. She was the first woman who wore a headscarf at the finale of the pageant in 2019 in the 68-year history of the competition. She ran a UK-based organization which is titled Sisterhood, which ran voluntarily through a GoFundMe page, using that money to fund projects. Now, Faria was working towards putting an end to women of the future suffering from female genital mutilation. Now, delving more into this, there are several types of FGM. The ritual normally includes the partial or total removal of the external genitalia, including the clitoris. Now, the most concerning type is called infibulation, which includes stitching of the vaginal opening. Now, there are other procedures connected to it, which includes pricking or nicking the clitoris or clitoral hood. Now, it needs to be stopped because there is a long list of complications which include PTSD, urinary tract infection, cysts, infertility, HIV transmission, even death. Although in some countries like Egypt and Indonesia, a hospital or clinic is visited to perform FGM, but there are traditional ways that are adopted where cutters are used uh, from razor blades to scissors, broken glass, tin can lid, or even ceremonial knives. What are the reasons we question behind conducting this procedure? Three, number one, religion, number two, tradition, and thirdly, hygiene. 
it is a means to control female sexuality so a woman enters a marriage purely as a virgin with no premarital sexual relations there's also a mistaken belief that this procedure increases fertility and makes childbirth a safer experience now almost 27 countries including yemen iran kurdistan and indonesia practice fgm with increasing evidence of this commonly practiced procedure in asian as well as middle eastern countries now women of the family basically fulfill this procedure it's an obligation which is carried out uh, between infancy and the age of 15. now on their website miss universe does not have specifications in terms of weight or height because they have set no such body standards one is required to enter the competition as they say it is not about any particular body size shape or frame now when it came to miss universe canada in 2016 sierra birchill was amongst the top nine contestants and she even received media recognition for her curvy body which meant inclusivity in terms of bigger bodies signing up for beauty pageants now despite the body shaming she had to face online she did end up using her platform and she is now a content creator and in this way she has transgressed the boundaries of typical bodily appearance of women in beauty pageants now there needs to be a discussion on how serious the organization is in terms of inclusivity and how they need how how they define it now we have jenna who registered to compete in miss universe canada 2012. now she identified herself as a trans person in the application form she filled out after experiencing excessive gender dysmorphia jenna gender transitioned starting from the age of 14 and she completed her surgery at the age of 19. now the organization ended up disqualifying jenna they on the grounds that she broke the rules considering all contestants had to be naturally born female so jenna filed a case against the pageant organizer organizers at that time Jen, trump was the owner of the organization and jenna wished the decision was reversed so she could compete now trump's office at the time issued a statement stating as long as she meets the standards to legal gender recognition requirements of Canada, which we understand she does, Jenna is free to compete in the 2012 Miss Universe Canada pageant. Now, Jenna not only made it to the top 12, but was also awarded the title of Miss Congeniality. While we are on the topic of the dark side to the beauty industry or the beauty pageant, we must address if the organization truly stands for inclusivity now miss form miss universe 1996 alicia mccardo was very vocal about fat shaming she endured at the hands of donald trump and the organization itself as a whole after it ba began circulating in the media that she had gained 60 pounds after the competition trump talked to the media in her presence stating how some people eat a lot under stress or due to work pressure but she reports trump threatened to dethrone her after her weight gain her trainer even was talking to the media and stated 
that she is falling somewhere between 125 to 130 in terms of her weight but she will look 118 to you and that was him addressing the media now she was also surprised by trump when the camera crew recorded her while she was doing a workout with her trainer she even claimed he called her names like miss piggy miss housekeeping miss eating machine Trump defended his tactics by saying that it was all an attempt to push her to lose weight. But she shared how after that episode, she was sick, she had anorexia and bulimia for five years. And over the years, she had to visit a number of psychologists to fight this. Miss Universe 2006 from Puerto Rico, Zuleka Rivera, fainted while she was posing for pictures. We have Oksana Fedorova, who was not only the first Russian to ever enter the Miss Universe pageant, but she also won the title in 2012. But she kept that title for 119 days, only to be dethroned. If you watch the Howard Stern show, which I did happen to watch of her interview, there is extreme objectification she suffered from in that interview. Stern passed some really uncomfortable and disturbing comments which she had to endure. These including asking her about her sexual preferences, her private affairs in bed, which had nothing to do with the pageant or the title she earned. Now, Fedorova further claimed that her, she prioritized her career over the title, which is why she gave up that title. Moreover, the comments on the show made her give up any connection with the beauty pageant. She did go on to earn a law degree. Now, there is a dire need to discuss the criteria behind picking and finalizing contestants. They must be between the ages of 18 to 26, must be unmarried and not have children. Now, the ethnic community pageants are more stringent with their views, considering racial purity of the contestants and that they must speak their particular language. Now, sexuality is also a targeted concern for these pageants because if, whether it is before or after you sign up for the pageantry. We have Vanessa Lynn Williams. She was crowned Miss Universe. She was basically crowned Miss America in 1984. And she basically had to resign from her position when it was revealed that the penthouse magazine would be posting her nude images and also with playboy magazine that she was posing with another female she resigned from her position because she received a lot of pressure from miss america organization 32 years later the ceo sam haskell announced a public apology to vanessa during the miss universe 2016 pageant but it did prove the hetero sexist environment that the pageant fuels because they are on the hunt for young virgins who are heterosexual passive and they are hoping to marry someday now in 2018 miss usa broke the news on abc's good morning america that they will no longer be including the swimwear segment and the evening gown section as part of their pageant this was replaced with conducting interviews so the contestants could reflect upon their passion, their intelligence and understanding of 
themselves or the pageant itself its purpose instead of being judged for walking uh, on the stage with heels and a swimsuit now the purpose of highlighting all of these events whether the south asian experience or the global effect of women in beauty pageants we were able to deconstruct together how the globalizing beauty pageant industry operates now they're using this idea of impacting lives in a social context through bringing in women from different cultures the culture the community of these women uh, that is weaved through their personal accounts it conceals the commodification of bodies which is something the pageant free world did not did initiate now the contestants are tall young females they are naive yet full of dreams and they do succumb to various measures to look physically appealing now i leave with you some questions which you can thoughtfully consider or reflect upon critically because their thoughtful impact of these contestants comes much later in the picture do you ever hear about a plus sized curvy contestant making it to the finals or scoring the title of miss universe has any woman been a part of a competition that is designed to celebrate inclusivity uh, and then she ends up being a part of a hate campaign against her increasing weight Thank you so much for listening. Please do not forget to leave a comment down below sharing how you feel about this episode or your personal thoughts. I shall catch you in another episode very soon. Till then, do not forget to be kind.